Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Podcast time. It's a difficult week, Richard, isn't it? We've had two defeats. It's a no points week yeah. this week. Difficult weeks to do podcasts on, but um, we talked to Gary uh, this morning out at Seal Hain, and um, he's, he's pretty. He's upbeat about the job that he's got to do. He's not upbeat, and you know, not. There's no head in the sand here. There's a big job to do, and and. You'll hear from Gary in a minute about uh, how he intends to go about it. Well, he, he was uh, certainly forthright, wasn't he, after the game on Tuesday night when uh, they got beaten by Sully Moors 2-1, the fourth defeat of the season. Uh, and f- funnily enough, the first away defeat, and that was probably yeah. a bit more annoying because we know we've been bad at home, but the two away games have been all right. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly, you know, that's gone as well. And there, I mean, there were decent moments in the game at Solihull. The fans who were there will say the last 25 minutes or so, Torquay played a lot better. Uh, one of the things that we did do this morning out at Seal Hain was have a look at the um, the rerun of the penalty incident in the yeah, last minute. Definitely. It's a penalty. Yeah. There's, it's, I mean, how the referee has... I mean, as Don pointed out, um, the, the Torquay United press guy, he had to book Conor Lemonhay Evans. If he didn't give the penalty, yeah. which was a blatant penalty... Um, he had to book him uh, to to cover his tracks, basically. Yeah. Um, we're, we're we're getting we're not getting the luck on these decisions at the moment this not. season. Now I, I know you can you can almost focus on that a bit too much sometimes, and worries yeah. me. But uh, you know there there is a fine example of of not getting the luck at the moment. There was another one on Saturday as well, Joe Lewis. Um, well, that ball was over the line, well, wasn't it? I, I must admit, I haven't looked at the video. Um, it looks over the have line. Have you looked? Me. Yeah. I, I looked yeah. at, I've looked at it briefly. I haven't slowed it down, but it's... Um, we couldn't really tell on the day, could we, from where we were sitting because we're in the wrong angle. But yeah. um, uh, I, I'll, I'll take your word for the video. My, right. my, my seat's just suddenly slumped <laughs> right <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah, Hang yeah. on a second, you're going to get some sound effects. Your seat's run out of gas, hasn't it? Yeah, my, ga- my gas leaked out. <laughs> Should we go and talk to Gary? <laughs> but we're um, we're not getting the rub of the green. I mean, fair play, Gary's not making a big play of that. You know, he's not making excuses. Um, there's work to be done. But let's have a listen to what he says. Um, the voices you'll hear are Dominic, uh, you'll hear me, and you'll hear Dave Thomas, and you'll hear Gary in pretty forthright mood. So, Gaffer, another big match against Southend at the weekend, looking to bounce back uh, following Tuesday's defeat at Solihull. It's often been said that uh, managers learn more about their players and defeat than victory. Is that something you uh, agree with? Um, it's often said. I don't think I've ever said it because it's uh, it's one of those things where if if you say it, it's almost you keep trying to give a positive, aren't you? <laughs> and you know when when especially straight after a game when a manager and when supporters and press and assistant manager and players have lost the game, they, they probably don't want to hear too many excuses, if you like, or too many sort of positives at that time. What you do is you, you talk to the boys on the bus, um, you tell them what they needed to do, what they didn't do, what they need to do. I'll talk to them this morning when they come in uh, individually so that they all know what I think and why I said what I said. 
and those that I think are struggling a little bit, I will tell them. Um, sometimes that gets them back, sometimes you lose them, so you make or break them. Uh, meanwhile, you know, me and Downsy and my brother, we have to be looking around to say to see what we need to bring in. So in that way, it's a positive, because some of them you may say to them individually, listen, you've done all right. And others you say, you've not done a thing. Show me, have a look at your video, because they all get videos of themselves, you know, their own highlights, Louis does all that. So they can watch all that, watch it, and see whether you've affected the game enough. And so all that goes on. And it went on the last game that, that, that we played and, and, and got beat. So now you're saying, well, you told me that you was going to change and you haven't changed. So if that's your game, that's not good enough. See you later. You won't be playing for a little while when we get in a bigger squad. And that's, and that's how it is. And some of them accept that and become good. And then others fade and die, as it were, you know, so because they either haven't got it or they can't give it for whatever reason, you know, because they can all play. So none of them have got an excuse. You know, sorry, I'm not very good. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, they are very good. It's just whether they can put in and get near their 100%. Um, as I say, little things that happened on, on um, Tuesday went well, went quite well. We, we, we passed the ball a little bit better, but without a real intent end product. They were the team. Uh, sorry, I'm on the day that looked more dangerous and that always disappoints me. Having said that, we were still in the game at 2-1, uh, putting them under pressure late on, got lots of crosses in, Alex Adai was getting in the game and Claddy was getting in the game and we looked like we might, we might nick a draw. Um, we did nick a draw because you've all seen the penalty and uh, it was 100% a penalty. Um, so I can't blame them boys for that because they've earned that but uh, you know it was 100 whatever it is 100% there's no more than that so it's 100% a penalty as you will all agree on your radio in your paper and on the website because we've just shown you the footage <laughs> now it is of course still extremely early days Gaffer and you wouldn't be the first side to uh, have a sticky start and actually go on to have a successful season it goes without saying that there's everything still to play for isn't it absolutely I mean it's if it doesn't hurt you, you're never going to get nowhere. Um, you know, if I'm not angry or disappointed, we're never going to get nowhere. No one's going to know that they've got to improve a lot um, and show that intent to win games and have more opportunities so that we can turn it around and get a run of wins together. Um, it is a new group. Uh, there's some of them haven't found their 100% yet. Um, and at the moment, the team's not quite gelling. It's gelling for certain parts and certain games, and then it's and then it's not. And then when it's not, this league's unrelenting as far as if you're not playing well, or you're giving the ball away, or you know you're not quite got the energy to put in. The the opposition are you get beat, whoever you play in this league. So some have got to learn that very quickly. One of the positives from Tuesday is when you just touched upon uh, the impact of Clady Laroche and Alex Adai from the bench. They both played a part in the goal and, like you said, nearly inspired a comeback, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Uh, you know, they came on, they were lively. 
you know, me and Dan had a quick chat with them on the on the line. They say, look, we need you to be lively because that's what we haven't got at the minute. It was a long throw from from Mox and. I don't know if it was right, your racer, but one of them, I think, won the first header. But anyway, it fell to Alex, who was in a dangerous position. And then I'm pleased for Lollis, because both of them deserved a little bit of credit for the 35 minutes that they played, where they both looked lively, and they, they upped our tempo for us. Now, Alex is not ready yet for 90 minutes. I know him very, very well. Um, I don't want him to come here and be an impact player, but... He hasn't played any games. He was unfortunate in a couple of things that were going to happen for him. Um, and, and so he hasn't played uh, this season. So we need to get him up to speed, as it were. You saw it, his little cameo roles, you know, where probably, funny enough, the only one race he got blocked was the one with um, um, left-back Cranston, who was with us at Cheltenham. And he was, at the time, the quickest in the in the league we was in. Um, so that was a good race between them two, but Cranston just saw him out. But then I think he, Alex beat him just after that. So you're gonna have to be quick to um, cope with you know, Alex's pace. And so we're looking forward to getting him involved more as and when he gets he gets fit. Now there's another magnificent showing from the Yellow Army up at Solihull. You mentioned after the game that you may be looking to make a few changes in terms of personnel. How important is it that whoever puts a yellow shirt on Saturday, the crowd get right behind them? Because at the moment we really need their backing and the Yellow Army remain a massive part of this football club, don't they? Absolutely. I mean, they are the football club, aren't they? they, they we class the Yellow Army as all the supporters, uh, especially, you know, the, the, not especially, but as well as the ones that travel. You know, the, the things they have to go through to get to an away game is, is unbelievable sometimes, along with the cost. So they know, because I've said it a million times, the reason why I'm angry sometimes and want to change things is every now and again, not often, but is because I want to entertain. I want them to get value for money. I want them to go away having enjoyed the game, having enjoyed their team performing. And um, as I've said before, they've, they're an educated crowd, I've noticed. And, you know, they know when we're not playing well and nothing's happening and they also know when they're giving it a right go and you know we're trying to entertain them and we're trying to give them something value for money and that's so important to me always has been um, because if you're doing that then a you're playing well b you're winning games and c you've got that affinity between the players um, and the supporters and uh, I want to keep that going that, that is so important for the players' confidence, but also for the supporters' confidence. They, you know, the players got to perform every week, but the supporters got to put their hand in their pocket every week, um, including the ones that have already paid for their tickets, as in the season ticket holders. So that's what we're trying to do. It, it, it is still early, and you have got to have a good run to get back in into the uh, you know the top half or the, the top ten, if you like, which is where you've got to be come Christmas time, to make sure that you've got an opportunity of at least a playoff. But um, it's a tough league, so there's a lot of things going to happen between now and then, but we've got to get it, get it right very quickly. Just one thing you touched on with Richard this week, I know. We said before, judge the team after 10 games, but to what extent was Tuesday a kind of a line in the sand where you decided... Yeah, I had to bring it forward. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, because, you know, I always say that if you, keep, if you get hit, you know, with a stick round the head several times, at some stage you've got to duck and you've got to change something and, yeah. and you have to work out when that stage is and what that time was. And I, and I felt four defeats in six games is one where we've got to look at it and we've got to let people know your place is not safe now because we're now going to vigilantly um, go and look for extra recruits, let's say. Could be new recruits. Some may have to go, some may have to come in. I mean, obviously, everybody's on contract. So what I mean is go as far as in my head. Mm. If I'm telling them I'm not going to play you anymore, they need to find somewhere. Yeah. Um, and then when we bring people in, people will realise you know, that that's, that's what we've got to do. Now, we only played Thursday, so we don't want to get it wrong and, and not improve our team. But we've certainly done a, a lot of work in... Um, <clears throat> Already over the last couple of days, but uh, you know we need to add yeah. to our squad and maybe create a little bit more competition. Okay. We was unlucky with you know two midfielders of Armani was playing really well for us. Lapsley, you know his, his experience, and all of a sudden you lose those two out of midfield. You know, that's that's yeah. quite a big deal out your team, and then you have to change things. You know so um, yeah so. I've got to take that into consideration, but at the same time, we know that we've got to improve one way or another. What's the position with uh, Lapsley and Little at the moment? Well, we're hoping, I just had an injury update this morning, and we're hoping that they're not too far away. So, you know, it's it's not a four week job for either of them, um, but they won't be training today, you know, on a Thursday as we speak. Yeah. So, at best, we'd love to play them this week. Yeah. Um, at worst, it's probably a, a game or two. Do you think fans coming into the ground on Saturday when they see the team sheet, will they see changes? Um, they won't see many changes because you can't do that. Okay. You know, that's you know, putting a gun to your own head as far as you won't have a team. <laughs> um, because we have got a small squad, especially with the injuries. Um, I'm hoping I've lit the touch paper for some of them. That's what I'm hoping. And they know when we're not happy. I say we because Dan's sitting over there. Um, and they know when their job is at risk. And they all want to play on a Saturday. So they know that that's at risk now. So that either pulls somebody out of the... Uh, fire, if you like, you know, and that where they go, I've got to line myself up here, and I'm, what, what am I going to do, you know, and we'll talk to them about what they've got to do. But we do need to add to the squad anyway. So, you know, Thursday from Tuesday's game, there's a million phone calls gone on, there's lots of talks, you know, and so there, you may see one or two new faces, but it more than likely will be the following, the yeah. following game. I'm just thinking that. that uh, you've just passed your third, do you call it anniversary or birthday? I'm not quite sure what you call it. But, but in a way, thinking back to when you first took over, you spoke very similarly in the first few weeks after you took over, when yeah. you had a look at that squad. Exactly. And you said many of the same things, and sure enough, 
was it three or four went yeah. quite quickly didn't they yeah. um you noticed have you well, <laughs> <laughs> and i was just going to me but right i'm angry what do i do now yeah. <laughs> no but it, it it has a sort of similar uh, feel about it but there were quite a lot of talented players there then yeah. that they just weren't showing you what yeah. you wanted to e- see exactly and exactly. and um uh, it, it's when boys I'm sure come, you've been through this many times. Well, we often say this, don't you? But I'm sure you've been through this absolutely. process many times yeah, in, in your career, and out of it can actually come yeah. quite a good. Yeah. A lot of good can come out of it, as opposed to. Okay. You know. I mean, it's it's interesting because I don't do it as a white flag. No. And I'm as a tactic. As a tactic. No, no. I, I don't do it as a white flag. No. As, as in, I'm so disappointed. I'm giving up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got to see it. The boys is a red flag. Yeah. You know, and and I think that that sometimes brings out the best in most most players, and the ones it doesn't bring out the best in, they either haven't got it, or they're never going to get it. If yeah. you know what I mean, you know. So it's uh, it's an interesting one because you know over the years you're right. It's it's worked, but it's not. I don't. I don't think, right, this is what I'm going to do. I'll wait no, for the no. situation. No, no. Um, it's not a calculated sort of... No, it's not. Oh, I'm going to do it the week after next That's right, yeah. absolutely yeah. not, no. Um, but as I said, you know, when you, when you have the meeting and we have the review and we, we talk to them all individually, then then you, you have to move on sort of thing. Now, whether you move on with a similar group, it won't be a similar group necessarily. There'll be people added to that group over the next mm. two or three weeks. Um, and you know, that's that's just because I have given people good opportunity over six games to show you know, what we can do, what they can do. Um, Alex and I, um, wingers are always um, very particular players, aren't they, in positions. Yeah. You, you can either look a world beater one day or not the next. Yeah. He was with you at Cheltenham, and and I think he was he was he at Spurs when he was a youngster. Or yeah, I think he like was. Yeah, and yeah. then he went into non-league, didn't he? And then you you picked him up at Cheltenham. Would you describe him as a player who's never quite achieved the potential that that, that he's always had? Yeah, well, I I took him to, to Cheltenham, um, and it was the year I wasn't there long. The championship changed, and so obviously things things changed. There. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Uh, but he's got he's got something special. It's sort of like pace and power. Now those people with pace and power often can't run marathons, <laughs> so they're more uh, you know quickies over short distances rather than the eleven kilometres a game that they you know we ask our midfielders to do, etc. So, um, but he's a threat. He's an, he's a he's a proper threat when he's got the ball. And uh, he's a he's he's a good addition to your squad because he's different, and uh, I think people like to see that power and pace and you know, and he's uh, but they have to be fit because you can't just do it once and then be out of the game for half an hour. Um, I think people you think I know don't not trying to draw a direct comparison, but. When Aaron first came to us, he was quite a lot of those things. Yeah, he was explosive, yeah. he was quick. Yeah, yeah. But it probably took him 
a year nearly yeah. to sort of start delivering yeah. what he was capable of delivering. It did. I think um, I don't think it will take Alex so long. Eh? No, Alex is older. older anyway, yeah. he's more experienced. He, he's had, he's already been through that with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're past that stage, um, and he knows what I'm after, and it's just a matter of you know, getting him, getting him fit. And and when I say that, it means that if he's going to be relentless, then in in that game and yeah. be a constant threat, then uh, he needs to be he needs to be fitter. You know, he has to work hard on his fitness because of his metabolism. You know, he's five foot six square. <laughs> you know, he's like lying down. He's still five foot six. He's a big he's a big lad. But uh, he's got he's very got a powerful shot, and there ain't many quicker than him. No, no, no. He just wingers can sometimes. It's a difficult position, isn't it? That, that, that you 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 if you get lots of the ball one day and you get a lot of joy, you can look a world beater. And on other days, it looks like you're you know a spare. Well, they, wingers, are, yeah, no, exactly. Um, wingers have to be clever. Yeah. Because if you get a very good winger, like when uh, Alex. Played against us when he was at Maid, uh, for Maidenhead at, at our home game. We blocked the channel to him. And so, what you have to teach wingers is that there's no problems in them playing the old inside right position, you know, so they tuck in a little bit. Um, or when it's on the left and they're on the right, that they run almost in towards the two centre forwards as well. You know, they, they've, they've got to learn to mix it up and not just wait out there, you know, for. Christmas. Welcome back. We're on the other side of Gary Johnson. We are. And we've got some music in the background. We have. We had rainfall last week. Yeah. and, and, we and all, well, There'll be dogs at some point. There, there yeah. may well be dogs. And, and we've got decorators outside doing uh, doing the fascia of the flats. So, yeah. So they've got the radio on. Yeah. So, uh, they've just turned it on just as we <laughs> yeah. uh, just as we, we recorded the intro. Um, yeah. Very interesting chat with Gary uh, this morning. Uh, not holding back. A million phone calls have been made, he says. Oh, take that song's just suddenly popped that's, into my head. That's this week's headline, isn't it? It's a million phone calls. Um, he has to do something, doesn't he? I mean, we've got this whole business of judge the team after 10 games. But as he says, after six, if you keep getting clonked around the head, you have to duck at some point. And that uh, Tuesday night's defeat at Solihull was a, a bit of a line in the sand for him. Absolutely. The, the, the thing is, I mean, he, he, he has always said... You know, ten games is where he gauges things, but we haven't seen some some of some of the things that we've seen are not going to be corrected in ten games, are no, they? No. So I think he needs to act early. Now I I was laying in bed last night awake thinking about this. Um, Talking fans are like that, aren't we? They? We yeah, we do this yeah. kind of thing. Who who would go? I mean, he has said players are going to go, yeah. and he will have been. He will be having difficult conversations. I understand as we speak, almost. Well, you see, that's the thing. I mean, we we enjoy Gary's company. We enjoy Aaron's company. Um, you know, they they're always very approachable. But I would not want to be sitting in that porter cabin at Sealhane this morning, uh, trying to explain to one or both of those why I hadn't done my job to the best of my ability. Yeah, that's you know that's that's the that, uh, and that's the bottom line. There are players that have been brought in that just aren't doing it at the moment. But who who are they? Well, it's, it's difficult to. Point I mean, a I, finger, we don't it? want to point a finger and, and and single people out. But what I'm saying is, if you, if you look through the squad, who has done? And and who who is there who has got a ready-made 
backup to bring in in their place. Exactly. As well. it's so, not, so it's not you easy. go through the squad. Joe Lewis has been brilliant this season. He has, uh, but. I, 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 I think he's been excellent. Yeah, 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 that's true. Mark Holstead, goalkeeper, has now let in 12 goals. Well, that's really interesting, isn't it? When did you last see a goalkeeper? 11 goals. At sorry, time? 11 goals, because I think the second goal was in the second half, wasn't it? But yeah, when did you last see a goalkeeper substituted at halftime? Nathan Abbey apparently was taken was that, off. Was that right? He was ill apparently, Mark, ago. wasn't he? He was he was being sick apparently. Um, we, we we're not uh, able to to be a fly on the wall in the dressing room, so we don't really know what happened. But, yeah, uh, I, I I wasn't aware of that, I, and I meant to ask um, at the press conference this morning, but that well that explains a lot, yeah. then, doesn't it? Gary did say after the game on his interview yeah. on Radio Devon that that Mark had, had been ill. Yeah. at half time and, and wasn't fit to come on in the second half so so that explains that but uh, um you know uh do do you you do haven't you uh, you haven't replaced Lucas Kovalan with a better goalkeeper have you that's that's no. that's, that's that's for that's, sure that's the bottom line isn't yeah. it Lucas was a, a was a league 2 goalkeeper yeah. for sure but he would have you know he he was playing with us uh, Marcin, maybe it's time to give Marcin a go, but that, um, it's a high stakes thing to do, isn't it? Change well, the goalkeeper. I, I is, wasn't is there, stakes. but he sounded a bit nervous, yeah. um, according to uh, Martin Gritton and Co on Radio Devon. He sounded nervous throughout the second half, mm. so um, maybe he's not quite ready. Um, and then you go into a defence. Okay, we talked about Lewis, but Omar. Well, I think he's done okay. They've done. They've done fine. And so, Dean, Mo- Dean Moxie brings you experience. His attacking. See what we're doing superb. now is we're going through the team we and are, going. Who the hell is he yeah, getting rid of? That's true. Who are you going? Because that's what I was laying awake yeah. and thinking about. Yeah. Who's but, he getting rid of? But Gary will and, and Aaron um, will have that in their minds. They know the players who just haven't stepped up. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's. It sounded like he was talking about new players, but the new players are Omar. Keelan O'Connell, well, he's not done much wrong. He's been on the bench, and when mm, he's come on, yeah. he's done okay. Um, Gabby Rogers, okay, maybe had a lightweight performance yesterday, but he's playing in the centre midfield with Connor Lemonet yeah. Evans. Neither of them are centre midfielders, really. Hasn't I mean, Con- Connor, Connor's yet, more really. of a forward midfielder. Um, Gabby's more of a left winger. Yeah. Um, and then you've got Cheery Johnson, okay. Martin Rogers, uh, sorry, Martin Rogers, Martin Gritton on Radio Devon thought he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, I, Dan Holman, maybe. But we're not getting the service. But, into but, Dan but we're not Holman seeing much from him at all either. No, but we're um, not. We're however, not he's been out of the game for however long. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm still going back to the question. So who, who does he who get rid of? Because he came out straight after the game and said he was going to move some players on. Yeah. And, and he wanted to prepare the fans for that. Yeah. But And you've got players who are. Because he said they aren't good enough. No. We aren't good enough for this division. But he's also talking at the press conference this morning about players having, you know, this is this is a make or break for some players. You put them under pressure, uh, and some players will crumble. Some players will, you know, will not come, and other players will come through strongly. Look at the performance that he got out of Clyde Lolos when he came on. Yeah, but the the interesting Tuesday. thing about that is what, what what he said on Radio Devon after the game. He said he he had he had Clyde Lolos in his office in tears during the week. Yeah. Before that game, and I should imagine that that would only mean that he was giving him warnings about having to to step up. Now he did score, and and good on him. Um, does Gary change his mind just because he scored that one goal? Well, we, it's I, a, I think what Gary is talking about is 
you know, if, if you sit down, you, you and I are sat in a room now, if you're Gary and I'm one of the players, you're giving me a roasting for, and my response is either, okay, I can't, I, I haven't got any more to give, in which case I'm going out the door, or maybe what happened with Clady is that he says, right, yeah, I will prove a point, yeah. and I will come out yeah. fighting. Um, he's got a, a, a new streamlined hairstyle, which, um, you know, he's got, yes. he's got the shaven yeah. head now. Maybe this could be the making of him. You see, we also have, we went into the game with, with injury problems now. Um, a lot of those that we expected to be injured for the game actually made it into, into the they team. Did. The only one that really didn't was Little, uh, who, who after making, who after being absent for the first four games of the season, in my opinion, suddenly is, is the player yeah. that we all know he is. So he was a big miss. And him not being in the team, uh, and, and I think Tom Lapsley not being available, has really changed the way that Gary has to approach games in, 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 in shape and formation. And as he indicated this morning, both both of those two are probably a couple of games yeah, away. Yeah. Still, um, they're obviously significant injuries, which will take a week or two to fix. So he's still gonna, he's going to have to bust I, us a little I, bit, I, isn't I, he? Do you know what? I know he said he was going to get rid of people this week, but I'd be amazed if we see anyone go. Yeah. It, I think yeah, it might have been just that kind of raw energy of a of an interview after a defeat that was really really disappointing. Um, I think we might see people come in, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I'd be very surprised if we see people go as quickly as he said they might do. Um, we, we, we still have um, Jake Andrews to come back at some, some point. Yes. We know that yeah. he's, um, he's, he's making strides he's, towards recovery. He's making progress. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, did. yeah we, we hear that, um, that you know, he's, he's on the road to recovery, which is, which is good news for Jake. Um, but after that, you've got, I mean, you know, Alex Casella's scored seven goals for Tiverton. I know it's Tiverton in the Southern League. Yeah. And you can't, you can't equate that to the National League. But I, sorry, Scott, his manager at Tiverton, yeah. but I'd have him back. You'd have him back. Samora. And, and I mean, he's, he's, he's training with Talking Night yeah. every week. It's yeah. not as if he trains with Tiverton. He no. just goes there and scores goals for him on Saturdays. And the lads who are out on loan, I mean, you've got Slough, Piper, Moyes, all out on loan. Moyes isn't out yet, is he? Is, he, oh, is Moyes still... Moyes is still still at Torquay, yeah. I still think they're looking for a club. Piper's at Willand, uh, Slough is at Biddeford. They lost 4-0 the other day, by yeah. the way. Now, Alex Moyes, there's a, a, a great player in the making, mm -hmm. but, you know, maybe not ready to come in just yet. Well, I'm not sure if they know what level they want to send him to. Um, I did have a chat with a... Uh, one of the the local level managers, seven yeah. league manager this week about him. He's he's interested, but so far nothing's happened on no. that. So we shall see. But um, maybe they want they maybe they want Moyes just playing at a level a bit higher. So out there this morning, there may who knows? I mean, Gary, as as we say, Gary says a million phone calls have been made in the last couple of days. I'm going to keep on using that line until uh, it sets itself. I, the, the last thing I want is Gary Bar Gary Barlow <laughs> in my head, but. This morning, they may be training with some new faces. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows yeah. what's going on? We it's won't a, know until moments before. No, we won't. And, and and that's always been the case. We didn't know about uh, Adai, did we, Alex yeah. Adai? Until, no, he, until, in actual fact, they, they, they messed that announcement up on Twitter, didn't they, Torquay? They, they, they put him on the team sheet, then announced him afterwards. Yeah. Um, maybe that should... It was only a couple of minutes in it, but maybe that should have been the other way around. 
Now he he's another interesting addition, isn't he? I mean he's he's gone. It's well. short term, isn't if it? If you um if you go well at Cheltenham, Desert Orchid will be through the door next. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. Um, he's he's a good player. Gary was talking about him just now. Gary obviously rates him. He's an impact player. He's quick. He's but he, strong. But he hasn't been able to get a club no. in, in, in since uh, leaving Cheltenham at the end of last season, has he? But and he was on loan at Sullyhull as well. So um. And he's, I think he was on loan at Maidenhead at some point. He was, yeah. yeah. But he's, I mean, he played well when he came on. He was involved in the goal that we got. These are the kind of players that Gary's going to have to roll the dice on, isn't he? You know, he's got well, to take think, a chance I with think, these guys. I think they, they, um, it's not the kind of player that Torquay fans want to see, put it that way, because it's another player from Cheltenham who has been released by them and hasn't got a club. Having yeah, said that, you know, Gary knows these players, so, yeah, uh, no. you know, in Gary we trust, etc. I'm not sure I agree with that. I, th- I think you've got players, you know, he Gary has got a track record of taking players who haven't fitted in at other clubs, turning them around and making assets out of them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I can't see any reason why he can't do this with... Well, it's a short I, term. I stand to be corrected. It's a short-term deal, isn't it? it? Is. So we'll yeah, see, yeah. But, you know... Uh, Adai's now got to work hard to, to, to earn a, a full-time contract, mm. hasn't he? And that's, that, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. It is, it is. So it'll be interesting to see what the team sheet looks like for the South End game <laughs> Won't it? on Saturday. Saturday yeah. um, I say Gary indicated that fans wouldn't see massive changes, but I wouldn't be at all surprised to see some new names on there. Yeah, uh, and, and as usual, Gary will keep that close to his chest, unless, unless he decides he wants to get out early before the game. Mm. He will probably keep it all close to his chest, and we'll see some new names on the team sheet. And um, and uh, that'll be the first we've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, be be that uh, players maybe on the same kind of deal as a die or players coming in on loan. Yeah, yeah. Because of course he still hasn't made a loan signing. He hasn't. I mean, and and last year's loan signings were successful on the whole. Some of them were. Yeah. There were some yeah. lads who didn't quite. I mean, I think of the the lad that we got from Crystal Palace, Rob Street, who is still pulling up trees at under twenty three yeah. level. Yeah, but just playing in the nitty gritty of the national league wasn't for him. No, um, but then other players. I mean, the, the, the Sherrings and the Randalls, they'll pass into playing more history, won't they? Yeah, as being the great loan signings. I thought I thought Max Sheath did all right when he was here, but apparently he's no longer at Hull, so no. I don't know where he is. So I, who knows? You know, Gary Gary knows much more about football than either of us. That's true. And uh, he will he will be monitoring all of these players, and you know. And it was a night for uh, for really rubbing it in on on Tuesday, wasn't it? Virtually every player who's left Torquay in the last year or so yeah. scored. And Gary Go Gary Warren scored for Tiverton. Yeah, we give him pride of place because he got a goal for Tiverton. Uh, the game between Notts County and Wealdstone, Josh Umara scored both the Wealdstone goals, and Kyle Cameron got the winner for Notts County. Wow. Uh, and the game between Boreham Wood and Halifax, um, Scott Bowden and Josh Reese were on target for Boreham Wood. And Billy Waters got both the Halifax goals. Mm-hmm. He can't stop scoring at the moment. I, think that, start I, th- for us. I think that was a mistake letting Billy go. You reckon? Yeah, I do now. Yeah. yeah. It's I was a bit surprised then. Yeah. Um, but thought, well, okay, you know, we don't know who we've got coming in yet. Mm. But now I think Billy would be doing a job. He's obviously happy at Halifax. He's had yeah, a purple absolutely. patch to start absolutely. the season. Well, he was happy at Torquay, so, yeah. I think. Good for him. Uh, and Andrew Nelson scored for Darlington. Did he really? Andrew Nelson. The enigma. The... Scored for Darlington yeah. at, well, wherever they were, Blythe Spartans, I think they mm. were playing. Um, but yeah, that just kind of rubs it in, doesn't it? Let's look ahead to Southend. Yeah. Uh, that reminds me, I've got 
BBC Southend or whatever is calling me tonight, so I've got to talk on that. So, um, yeah. Sound knowledgeable. Yeah. yeah um, they've not started well. They won. They beat Kings Lynn on the first day of the season, but they haven't won since. No, and they are finding it hard like most teams yeah. who come down unprepared do. And I'm not talking about Grimsby because they've been down there before and they know what it's yeah. like. They it's those teams that yeah. come down who've never experienced it before take a little time to, to adjust, don't they? I mean, Grimsby were good weren't they? It yeah. Doesn't, it doesn't shade the fact that we weren't very good, but Grimsby were a seriously good side. I and thought. we have played good sides one after another. Um, yeah. I suppose you you could question that with uh, Sally Hull, but I don't know. It just seems like we're playing a good team every week. Well, yeah. now, now, now Southend have only beaten Oldershot and Oldershot haven't picked up a point yet. Yeah, well, Kings Lynn are the team that they that they beat. Oh, sorry, they Kings Lynn was it? Yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Well, it was it was Solihull that had only been yeah, that was a shot and they hadn't become a point yet. Uh, Rhys Murphy has obviously gone to Southend. Yeah. Um, we we have plenty of history with yes, Murphy. yes. Uh, Joe Lewis will be looking forward. He'll be rubbing his hands with glee at the prospect of marking Rhys Murphy. Yeah. On Saturday, any centre back would. Um, a week is a long time in football, isn't it? It's, I mean, I'm looking forward to Saturday again. I came away from the Grimsby game a bit crestfallen. I put my phone down on Tuesday night a bit crestfallen. But yeah. you've got to look forward to a game against Southend. Absolutely, yeah. Where we won promotion up there all those years ago. Mm. Uh, which reminds me, I'm talking to Hockers tomorrow. Are you? I have an interview tomorrow with Matt Hockley, which will go out on the podcast um, sometime in the near future. We let's clear this up now. I'm on holiday next week, and I am actually away. Yeah. Um. So, and you're on holiday next week. I'm on holiday the week after. Well, the week so after. At some some point, we will fill the podcast gap with with, the, with, with, chat with some bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll it may may well be next week. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you've got to look forward to a game against Southend. I'm f- absolutely riveted to see what that team sheet looks like. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Of, yeah, I mean, we've had a long chat with Gary this morning, so um, we've got a couple of things to wrap up before we go. The cash turnstile continues to be... Um, Cashless. Yeah, a bone of contention for a lot of supporters. Talkie at the moment are operating uh, ticket-only yeah. entrance. Aren't yeah. they? You have to buy a ticket and you have to buy it a little bit in advance. You can get them on match morning up until a certain time. It's about an hour before. Is it an hour and a half before yeah, something so. that, that they stopped selling them? There's a clamour at the moment from fans to at least have a cash entrance to the ground. And Torquay, surely, I, I mean, there's there's revenue going missing here for Torquay. There are people who don't, because of their work schedules, they don't know until late whether they can get to the game. There are a lot of older fans, as um, one of our listeners pointed out the other day, there's one of our, a lot of our older fans who haven't got mobile phones and yeah. iPads and yeah. what have you, um, who just want to turn up with a couple of banknotes in their pocket yeah. and, and watch the football. Uh, so, you know, this is... I'm not sure what the reasoning is. Maybe if to, if we've got Torquay United listening into this, perhaps we'll have a chat about this at more depth, why Torquay can't open a cash turnstile yet. I know... Well, no, no, I'm, I'm, you know... I'm happy with the way that things are run at Torquay United, so this is no, there's no, no slight on them, but no, I no. have asked to talk to George Edwards yeah. many, many times... And I've never been given the opportunity, and it would be nice. I mean, look, everybody, we understand with the whole COVID thing, we understand that the bubble has been intact at Torquay, and they've played well. 
with COVID. The fans have come Did back very in. well, very well. Absolutely superb. I can't fault the way Torquay have done this, but I think it's time to let a cash turnstile open. But okay. let's let's see what happens. Uh, and also, look, here's an interesting one. Gary Lane, who is one of our listeners, he's a, a chess master, Gary Lane, listens from Australia, um, big Talk United fan, big Talk United fan family, pointed out an article in The Guardian the other day, mm-hmm. uh, which was about the loan business, which obviously is something that Talkie have played well over yeah. the years. The first ever loan signing in August 1967 in the whole wide world of football, was made by Frank O'Farrell for Talkie United. I need to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I, I remember that. It's it's on the podcast, so I'll have to go back to it. I am am working on a little little project, and that's that's a good fact. But apparently, the the whole business of loans was opened up. So was that that, that, 67-68 he would have been a Talkie or not? Mm, Yeah. 67-68 season. It was a player called John Docker. Right. Who we signed on loan from Coventry City. I don't know why Torquay were the first team ever to... Um, perhaps nobody else fancied giving it a go. But no. Frank would have thought, OK, we'll take this lad on loan from Coventry. He only played four times. Right. But he wrote his name into playing more history by scoring twice against Exeter City. Wow, did he really? But yeah, What year up. was you've, this? You've got the book there, haven't you? It'll be the 67-68 season. Docker, 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 John Docker. Docker. You can't find him, can you? You've, no. you've shot me down in flames. Yes, I can. Coventry, yeah. Five games, two goals. There we go. And he played the League Cup game as well. So five five League games, one League Cup game and two goals. What year did you say it was? This is August 1967. This is live radio. <laughs> the live flipping of the pages in the book. Yeah, not loud enough to actually come up on... So what... It's a fascinating fact. I never knew that. I did not know that Torquay were the first club anywhere to make a loan signing. That's a, it's quite appetizing. So he played, the, he, he played the second, third, fourth, fifth and seventh games of the season. And Did we beat Exeter that? Uh, with his, did his goals help us to beat that team in the stripes from up the road? Not according to this, it didn't. Ah, Unless that was the League Cup fixture. That must have been the League Cup fixture. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, 3-0 replay. Replay on August the 28th. (laughs) 0-0 at Exodus City. 3-0 at... No, sorry. 0-0 at Playmore. 3-0 at Exodus City. Docker 2. Fry at 1. Oh, he's in fantastic company. But there there we go. Well, that's interesting. It'd be interesting to Google him and see what he did at Coventry City he afterwards. He didn't do very much. According to the piece in The Guardian, he didn't do much at Coventry. I don't think he ever played in the first team. Wow. And he probably drifted out of the game. Um, so the two goals... Oh, I wonder where he is now. John Docker. Wouldn't Give us a call. It'd be funny to find him. Yeah. But yeah, thanks, Gary, for that little uh, floating fact. That um, Yeah, excellent. Nicely. Well, we started off talking about loan signings and we finished talking mm. about loan signings. We have. It's so, very, very, very neat. Onward, almost as if we planned it. Onwards and upwards <laughs> to Saturday in Southend. There's no midweek game next week. So no. um, it, all eggs in the Southend basket. Yeah. And um, we'll No one's ever said that before. <laughs> we'll look forward to that one. We'll be back in some form. Next we will week. do. And, and, and let's hope that, that things improve. They've got to, haven't they? Yeah. As ever, Come we on finish you. with a, heart, <laughs> a hearty... I'll try come. and get it right. Are you ready? Ready? 
One, two, three. Come, Come on, on, you yellows. yellows.